Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Today with mainly clear skies, but boy, it's going to be cold. Wind chills in the 20s here early this morning, 30s to around 40 degrees for the afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 36 degrees with a feels-like temperature of 26 outside the WTOP studios at 159. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. Coming up, the U.S. Supreme Court will decide whether former President Trump is entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution. Also, broad support on Capitol Hill to allow D.C. to redevelop RFK Stadium. I'm Dick Uliano. We're still tracking those power outages across the D.C. region after the strong winds on Wednesday. Good morning. It is 2 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. The Supreme Court will hear arguments in late April and likely decide by June if presidents can be prosecuted for acts committed while they're in office. More from CBS's Skyler Henry. In its order, the Supreme Court said it will consider, quote, whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? They're asking a fairly straightforward question. Does a president enjoy absolute immunity from criminal prosecution based on official acts? That's CBS News legal analyst Jessica Levinson. President Biden and former President Trump will both be at the U.S.-Mexico border on Thursday. This is Bo Erickson on the U.S. southern border. In his second trip to a border community, President Biden will meet with Border Patrol agents and local leaders in Brownsville, Texas. This meeting will be about 300 miles from where former President Donald Trump will also gather with border officials in Eagle Pass, Texas. Republican and Democratic leaders in Congress have made a deal to prevent a government shutdown. For now, CBS's Robert Costa has that. In this new statement, they say negotiators have come to an agreement, six bills across the appropriations that will make sure that the government remains funded, but it allows Speaker Johnson to still try to get what he wants on border security. And all of these government funding discussions are really indicative of what The Senate's going to face post-McConnell. On Wednesday, Mitch McConnell announced he's stepping down as Senate Republican leader in November. One person has died in the massive wildfires that have scorched so much of the dry Texas panhandle. CBS's Dave Malkoff is there. The homeowner where we're sitting right now in her neighborhood, she said that what caught her house on fire was actually a rolling and burning and glowing tumbleweed. Comedian and actor Richard Lewis has died, says CBS's Stacey Lynn. He was a well-known stand-up comedian and actor. I would never touch a scum. <laughs> Are you nuts? It's hard and it's supposed to be. Then the powder falls all over the floor. But probably most back. notable for playing a fictional version of himself on HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm. According to his publicist, he died peacefully at his home in Los Angeles after suffering a heart attack. Lewis was 76. Hawkeye basketball star Caitlin Clark has had another career record, the most points by any major college women's player. Iowa superstar guard scored 33 points to lead the sixth play, uh, sixth ranked Hawkeyes over Minnesota. She's now got 3,650 points. This is CBS News. 
Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. It's 2.03 a.m. Thursday, February 29th, Leap Day. It's 36 degrees, clearing windy and colder lows in the upper 20s. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter of the top local stories we're following this hour. There are new developments in D.C.'s effort to bring the Washington commanders back to the city. The House has overwhelmingly approved a bill that would give D.C. the right to redevelop the RFK Stadium site, creating a new football stadium, housing, and commercial retail space. The story from WTOP's Dick Giuliano. Republicans and Democrats joined hands voting to give D.C. control of federal land that houses crumbling RFK Stadium. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says she'll push the Senate to pass the bill. This bill would allow the District of Columbia to transform the RFK Stadium campus into a thriving mixed-use development. Most Marylanders in the House hoping to hang on to the Washington commanders voted against it. Glenn Ivey of Prince George's County. No different than the state of New Jersey competing with the state of New York for the Jets or the Giants. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the vote is a significant step forward to unlocking the potential of the 174-acre site. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Since 1999, the Landover, Maryland home of Washington's football team has been called FedEx Field. That is no longer the case. Team leaders tell WTOP... FedEx has opted out of the naming deal, and the place is now called Commander's Field. As WTOP's Mike Marilla reports, the commanders are now looking for a new naming deal for the stadium. With two years left to go on a more than $200 million deal, FedEx says it will opt out of its naming rights deal with the commanders. In a statement, it says it's decided to not continue the deal as the shipping giant focuses on its broader NFL sponsorship. A 2023 leaked internal team document outlined a provision that allowed the company to end the deal if the team changes ownership, which it did when a group led by Josh Harris took over last year. In its own statement, the commanders thanked FedEx and says it's already looking for a new sponsor who will play what the team says is a crucial role in ushering in the next era of not only commanders football, but also a robust slate of top live events and concerts. This, as the team says, it will spend $75 million to upgrade the stadium. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 2.05. Thousands of homes and businesses across our area are without power this morning because of strong winds that moved through on Wednesday. Dominion Energy says nearly uh, nearly 5,000 homes in the, and businesses in Fairfax County, Virginia, are without power right now. And in Loudoun County, nearly 3,000 Dominion Energy customers are in the dark. Keep it here on WTOP, and we'll bring you the latest on this. It's been nearly 10 years since a metro train filled with smoke near LaFont Plaza. One person was killed, and dozens of others got sick from the smoke. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we learned that even after a decade, safety regulators say the rail system is not doing enough to make sure its operators can handle that kind of emergency. The update from WTOP's Nick Ionelli. The independent agency that oversees safety on Metro says the rail system is not complying with its own rules for safety training. The Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission says some train operators have been listed as being certified even though they haven't done a required demonstration showing that they know how to use an environmental system shutoff device which can stop smoke from quickly entering a train during an emergency like what happened in 2015 during the deadly incident near L'Enfant Plaza. As a result, the Safety Commission is ordering Metro to do a number of things including to identify which employees have not been properly certified, and to develop a plan to ensure that certification requirements are not overlooked in the future. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. A district mother is taking matters into her own hands when it comes to keeping her kids safe as they walk to school. 
WTOP Scott Gelman tells us she is taking action because drivers in her neighborhood apparently ignore the crosswalks too many times. City leaders are paying attention and working on fixes. In the mornings, 11th and G Streets in southeast D.C. near Tyler Elementary School get backed up with commuters. I was almost hit last week helping a student across. There are crossing guards near the school, but parent Allison McGill says drivers aren't stopping at crosswalks without them. She's working with council member Charles Allen to make the area safer for kids walking to school. We've got crossing guards. We've got parents putting on vests and stepping out into traffic, and it's still incredibly dangerous. McGill is one of those parents. My husband got me extra insurance in case I get injured doing this. More police and a lower speed limit are possible, but Allen suspects it's more of an infrastructure issue. It's built for speed. It's built to move people in cars. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. DDOT tells WTOP it has done a thorough examination of the intersections along 11th Street Southeast and is looking for more ways to enhance safety. And coming up after traffic and weather, the TV ad business is not what it once was, and a major gaming software company announces layoffs. It is 208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's say good morning to Ken Berger and the WTRP Traffic Center. Good morning, Rich. We're seeing some improvement around the DMV as uh, more and more weather-related closures are ending. The latest ones to pick up include Bull Run Post Office Road out in Fairfax County was blocked because of the downed tree at Compton Road north of 66. That has been reopened. Also, Poplar Tree Road has been reopened, was blocked because of the fallen tree at aptly named Fallen Oak Drive, just west of Stringfellow Road. However, that has been taken care of. They're still dealing with the fallen tree, however, on U.S. 29 near Nutley Street in Fairfax County. Uh, you, you tell us that the right lane on the westbound side remains blocked. Utility company on the scene to help out with the down pole and wires. Also in Fairfax County, Crest Drive at Clifton Road. Also US 29 at Clifton Road. Be prepared for traffic light trouble with police on the scene to help you through our traffic control devices. So use caution through those intersections. In Stafford County, the down tree blocks both directions around the Church Road at Kellogg Mill Road. Southbound 95, the accident involves a tractor trailer. This is right at the Prince William Park. Parkway, the left shoulder left lane blocked. Also, the work zone continues southbound 95 between 123 and the Prince William Parkway. It's in the main lanes, only one lane getting by, but light enough I am in traffic right now. So there are no delays as you come south of Lorton Road over the Occoquan and all the way south into the Fredericksburg area. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Whipping winds and nose diving temperatures. That's what we've been going through here over the last couple of hours since the rain moved out. Wind gusts from 50 to 60 miles per hour maxing out uh, during the evening to hear early this morning now on your Thursday when gusts around 30 to 40 miles per hour. We'll be down to about 20 by the afternoon. However, it is going to be a cold one under the mainly clear skies and with sunshine even coming our way for the afternoon. Wind chills will be in the 20s to 30s throughout the day. Your actual air temperature just shy of 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 35 degrees in Rockville, 35 in Ashburn, 37 in Fort Washington, and we remain at 36 degrees outside the WTOP studios, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. 
Money News at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The TV ad business is shrinking as people cut the cord. Paramount Global saw that. Ad sales fell 6% last quarter, but Paramount Plus subscribers grew by about 4 million. Electronic Arts is cutting its staff by 5%. About 670 workers are being let go as the company says it's refocusing. It's also stopping work on some games under development. A different gaming company, Take-Two Interactive's Rockstar Games, wants everybody back in the office five days a week starting in April. It's going into the final stages of development of its hotly anticipated Grand Theft Auto 6. Orders like that to get back to the office have workers deciding the convenience of working from home may not be worth the cost. A survey conducted for Bloomberg News by the Harris Poll found half of remote workers it asked say not coming into the office hurts career prospects and about 52% of hybrid workers say they came back because of worries about layoffs or stalling careers. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, comedian and actor Richard Lewis died yesterday at the age of 76. ABC News entertainment correspondent Jason Nathanson joins us next to talk about his life and career. It is 2-12. Are you excited about being a new grandmother? Of course I am. A little intimidated, too. Why? Taking care of a baby today is so different than when I had you. But, Mom, you did great with me. Thanks, son. But I put you on your stomach to sleep. Right. But now we know that babies should always be placed on their backs to sleep for naps and at night to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS. Hmm. You also slept with blankets and toys in your crib. True. But now we know to keep everything out of the crib except for my sweet baby girl. No blankets, pillows, or other soft or loose items. Daddy's going to teach Nana all the ways to keep you safe while you sleep. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. For more tips on safe sleep for babies, visit safetysleep.nichd.nih.gov. That's safetysleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. It's 2.13. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka golden ticket is all mine. If you're like me, 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially here at the supermarket and drugstore is tough. I'm so blessed to have found BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free and confidential website from the National Council on Aging that connected me to $1,200 a year in programs that help pay for food, medicine, utilities, and more. Maybe it can help you. BenefitsCheckup.org. New this morning, uh, two people are dead after shooting in Prince George's County. More news in 60 seconds. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com.
When it comes to painting, don't do it yourself. Call the pros at your local Serta Pro Painters. This is Dave Dildine, and take it from me, they really do provide excellent workmanship, quality, and a worry-free process for both residential and commercial spaces, all at the right price. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate online at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. When choosing a painting professional, the choice is simple. Choose happy. Choose Serta Pro Painters. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 2.15. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. Comedian actor Richard Lewis has died. He was 76. Lewis rose to fame in the 1980s for a stand-up comedy mixing guilt, anxiety, and neurosis for laughs. He also played a version of himself in HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm. His publicist says he died of a heart attack in his Los Angeles home yesterday. ABC News entertainment correspondent Jason Nathanson joined us on WTOP to discuss how Richard Lewis stood out from other comedians. His darkness, uh, at least that's what it was for me, because in growing up in the 80s and watching a lot of these comedians who I loved, and that was a golden age of stand-up comedy, and you had Robin Williams, and you have Steve Martin, and you have Whoopi Goldberg, and so many great people. Steve Martin was great, but he was goofy. He was really goofy. Richard Lewis would come on, and he would do a Showtime special or an HBO special, and he was dark. He was talking about his therapy sessions. He was talking about drug addiction. He was talking about death and, you know, the real kind of dark stuff. And it struck a nerve. It struck a nerve for a lot of people that you could do that, but also make it really funny. You could talk about serious things. You could talk about real things, but also make it very funny. He was just a different kind of comic when a lot of people were doing, you had Gallagher at the time, right, smashing watermelons and stuff like that. And then on the complete opposite side, you had a guy in a, in a heavy black coat and in black pants and just talking about death and it was just very different then there was this lull before he started and before curb your enthusiasm aired in 2000 what was going on there there was drug addiction for some of it. So in the 70s, he's making his bones as a comedian, right? He was born with Larry David. They were born three days apart at the same hospital, which is a great story. They come up in comedy. By the mid-70s, Richard Lewis is on The Tonight Show, and he's getting booked on there. By the 80s, he's doing these vigorous shows, and he's, he's doing the... Uh, the HBOs and things like that. And now as he's getting more and more popular, he's also doing drugs. He's doing cocaine. He's doing meth. He's drinking. And then he starts to get into a couple sitcom things and he does a sitcom as well. That doesn't really go. And then John Candy dies. This is 1994 by this time. And that scared him straight. And he became sober. So there was some tough years there where he was trying to get sober and make things work. And we didn't hear from him for a while. He couldn't do stand-up during that time because, you know, the effects of everything on his body and it just he couldn't really work and he also he, he had made some money and he was kind of okay so he didn't really need to and then he got his health back and he, his career started to take off again ultimately where does he rate in the pantheon of comedians He's up there. You know, he wasn't as well known as some of the bigger names that I mentioned, like the Steve Martins and the Robin Williams. But he was just as good because he had his own thing. In order to break apart, you needed to be singular. And he was a singular comedian until the end, until the episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm that are airing right now. There's some really funny stuff from him. And you always know, hey, what you're going to get from him and what his kind of persona is going to be. That's ABC News entertainment correspondent Jason Nathanson. Now, a quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. The House approves a bill that would let D.C. lease the RFK Stadium site from the National Park Service 
For the next century, federal workers rejoice. A deal has been struck to avoid a government shutdown. And the Supreme Court will take up former President Trump's claim of immunity from prosecution for trying to overturn the 2020 election. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It is now 2.18. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go back to Ken Berger in the WTRP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. And uh, the one accident we've got working in the DMV continues southbound 95. It's at the Princeway and Parkway. This crash involves a tractor-trailer. The left shoulder, left lane are closed. Also have the work zone report at southbound 95, south of the Occoquan heading to the Princeway and Parkway. It's in the main lanes, one lane getting by, or only the left lane getting by. And there is a brief delay as you come south of 123 because of these two incidents. Other than that, once you get past that uh, accident with the tractor-trailer south of the Princeway and Parkway, the right in to the Fredericksburg area is good in the express lanes on 95 near Dale Boulevard. We've got reports of bridge deck repair with lanes blocked. Uh, that's in the express lanes. However, still waiting for them to reopen and go northbound at 3 o'clock. So I'll be prepared for that as uh, the northbound express lanes reopen. On uh, in Prince George, in or Fairfax County, that is on U.S. 29 near Nutley Street. They still tell us the right lane is blocked on the westbound side. This is because of the fallen tree. However, other areas that were headed down tree and wires in Fairfax County have all cleared. But in Stafford County, still dealing with the closure of Ramoth Church Road at Kellogg Mill Road. Again, this is because of the fallen tree. So use caution down in that area. In Maryland, not seeing a whole lot of work zones going on, but be prepared at the Bay Bridge. The wind warnings remain in effect with sustained wind speeds of 30 to 39 miles an hour. If you're driving a vehicle vulnerable to high winds, you can't get across. Again, just be very, very careful. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Boy, what an abrupt change behind this latest weather maker. It is a strong one, and it's not only been delivering some high winds, 50, 60 miles per hour, but also some very low temperatures now coming our way here early this morning. Our wind gusts from 50 to 60 miles per hour down to about 30 to 40 here early this morning and 20 mile per hour gusts by the afternoon. Expect temperatures in the 20s to mid 30s starting out just shy of 50 degrees this afternoon, but feeling much colder with the wind. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we're at 35 in Manassas, 38 downtown at Metro Center, down to freezing, 32 in Frederick. And we've got 35 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Don't overlook your home's gutter system. Call Gutter Helmet by Lednor. Home solutions at 888-5-HELMET. And coming up on WTOP, three more teens are under arrest this morning. Charged in the murder of a teen last September. It is 2:22. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodor Skolnick, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to SpillYourGuts.org to learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist. That's spillyourguts.org. 
At WTOP, our listeners matter. I love WTOP because I can get all my news, weather, traffic, what routes to avoid on my way into work so I don't get delayed. WTOP, Washington's top news. It is 223. New this morning on WTOP, a shooting in Landover on Wednesday night leaves a man and a girl dead. Prince George's County Police say it happened sometime before 9.30 p.m. at a home on Stansbury Lane. When officers arrived, they found a man, a woman, and a girl suffering from gunshot wounds. The man and the child died at the scene while the woman was taken to a nearby hospital with serious injuries. Uh, police do not believe the shooting was random. It's also unclear if the three people that were shot were related. A Manassas man accused of stealing a Fairfax County ambulance is out on bond uh, as of Wednesday night. Police say 32-year-old Ricky Lowe was one of five people taken to the hospital after the stolen Toyota Corolla they were in crashed along Route 50 last Monday. Police say Lowe was wearing a hospital gown and still had an IV in his arm when he climbed into the front seat of the ambulance and drove off. Police tracked him down to a Manassas hotel. He was arrested on Friday. Lowe is now being charged with grand larceny auto uh, auto theft. Virginia lawmakers Wednesday defeated campaign finance reform legislation that would have banned elected officials from spending political donations on personal expenses like vacations or gym memberships. Virginia currently allows unlimited donations from individuals, corporations, and special interest groups. It's a national outlier for lacking such a ban, and advocates at the state's General Assembly have been trying to put personal use restrictions on candidate spending for more than a decade. Hopes that a bill would reach Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin's desk this year ended with an unrecorded voice vote in a House committee. Supporters of such a bill say they'll try again next year. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. And here's Rob Woodfork. Maryland fell to 7-11 and in the Big Ten with a 68-61 loss to Northwestern on their home floor. The biggest issue was shooting 38% overall, including 2 for 22 from 3, Kevin Willard. I thought we got some good open looks early, and what's happened with us at, against Rutgers and a little bit against Michigan State, it's kind of just, we missed some good looks, and it kind of just affected us the rest of the game. In other games of local interest, Virginia topped Boston College, Navy and American each won in advance of their showdown in the regular season finale, and and VCU was a wire-to-wire winner over Rhode Island. On the women's side, Caitlin Clark surpassed Lynette Woodard for the most points in women's college basketball history, tallying a 33-point triple-double in Iowa's blowout win. The NFL Players Association released its second annual report card for the 32 NFL teams, and the Commanders ranked dead last for the second straight year, earning Fs in five of the 11 categories. We discussed it in the latest D.C. Sports Huddle, and Dave Preston sees an opportunity for Washington. A report. Report card you can view is, oh my goodness, you did so poorly, but this gives them a roadmap of where they need to go and, yeah. and where what ownership needs to improve upon. And after factoring in minus thirds for the three F minuses, the GPA <laughs> has now been adjusted to 1.27. Oh man, that so, sounds yeah. more like us. More of us talking, the NFL combine and a potential trade up for Caleb Williams in the DC Sports Huddle on 